0: The following program is paid for by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom.
1: Oh, yes, we are. We are here for you. That's the reason we do this show, because there are so many moms out there, and you're so important, and your job is so important, that that's why we do the show, that's why we have the ministry, that's why we reach moms through the airwaves and on the ground. So please know that if nobody else tells you that you're important in your mothering job, I'm here to tell you that you are. Uh, We want to welcome our 94.7 The Word audience and our podcast audience, and hopefully our Facebook Live audience. I'm not sure if that's working right today. I'm hopeful. Um, Okay, so I'm going to start the show with something kind of, special today, because I think that we should honor every single woman that we can in her motherhood. Now, I know women have other things to do besides motherhood. I do understand that, but I want to make moms feel important in their motherhood role. So today... We honor the woman who passed away yesterday, the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. Of course, she could sing like nobody else, but today we honor Aretha for being a mom. She was the mother of four sons. She had her first son when she was 14 years old. Some people are saying 12 years old, but I did the math, and I'm pretty sure she was 14. 14 and then 15 years old, and then two more sons followed after that. She seemed dedicated to her sons and even once wrote a recording called A Mother's Love. Uh, But I decided to play a different song. Than that one today because, uh, hey, she did this three years ago when she was 73 years old. (laughs) It almost brings you to tears the gift that God gave that woman. Here she is, the woman like nobody else, the queen of soul. I just couldn't resist. Because, man. you know, we're going to miss her. What a talent she was. But she was also a mother of four sons. And so I thought, you know what? It's appropriate that we honor her today on the show. So I hope you enjoyed that. Aretha Franklin. And uh, i got something else special for you. Uh, We're going to talk about boundaries and about setting boundaries and about getting your children to obey, whether they're 2 or they're 20. Um, I I think every mom sometimes struggles in this area. Like, how do I set up boundaries for my kids that they'll actually follow? How do I follow through with the rules and the the kind of of instructions that I set up for them to get them to obey, and it's a tough thing, but we have the author of Relentless Parenting on, and she's going to talk about exactly the way in which she and her husband apply their rules and set up boundaries, and I think it's going to help you today. I sure hope it is, but first... One quick question for you. Do you have a child who is struggling to learn? I was with a mom just yesterday who was talking about her child with a learning disability and she moved me to tears because it's it's nobody's choice. It doesn't make that child less than any other child. just happens to be something they were born with. And so I I just want to connect you with Connect Education, because they know what they're talking about there. Uh, Brianna, the daughter of the daughter and mother team, has been through it, and they can help you just have a transformation in your child through the techniques that they use that are very unique. They have some free phone appointments left for August, so I hope you'll give them a ring. So many testimonials that testify to the fact that they're very effective, and it works for kids with learning disabilities. Tell your friends, if you know somebody who's got a child with a learning disability, you can find them and free workshops, and they speak to moms groups. You can find them at connecteducationco.com, connecteducationco.com. Okay, to our guest for the day now. Angela Haynes is part of the D6 family movement. That's the best description I could come up come up with. They connect the church with the home, and she's the mother of three girls. She's married to Pastor Brian Haynes, and she's the author of Relentless parenting now the subtitle is the crucial pursuit of your teen's heart but she's going to talk about the whole, run you know the whole gamut today every child because she's been through it and she knows so we're going to talk not just about teens but about toddlers and in between as well today so i want to reassure you of that uh specifically about setting up effective boundaries for your kids and tools to help them obey when they're in those boundaries so uh, what mom doesn't want their child to obey and uh, stay in the boundaries welcome to channel mom angela Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah, Glad to have you, dear. Okay, so let's I'm going to start kind of backwards and then then we'll track forwards. There was a kind of compelling part in your book where you and your husband, because you write this together, admit that you had a period where your girls were coming into teenagehood. So maybe you had some preteens as well as teenagers. Where it wasn't a fun time in your house. And, and people, you know, especially a lot of folks who listen to, to our radio station are Christians. Now, we also have folks who are not Christians and they listen to us via podcast and everywhere else. But but they might assume that because you're a pastor and a pastor's wife, you have a perfectly peaceful home and everyone obeys and everyone's polite and everything's great. But you had this omission and the story about how <laughs> every night was a cry fest and there was yelling and, and people weren't getting along and there were breakdowns and there was drama and you didn't know what to do at that time. And Obviously, you've figured out some stuff. Can you kind of expand on on that time of, you know, Lord, what are we doing wrong here?
0: Yeah, I'd love to expand on that because it was so raw and so real for us. But we learned a tremendous amount, and yeah. I can tell you um, to back this up. I, uh, the daughter that we were experiencing all this with is now thriving and loving others well, and um, growing up into a young adult. She's entering her sever- second year of college, but man. Was it tough, and was it hard on me? And there were nights I was in the corner of my room crying, beating myself up, questioning everything that I've done as a parent, and that's a very, very lonely Ugh. place to be. Yeah. Um, so she had some history of pain. We've worked through it all, but that pain was causing anger and shame, and that anger and shame was basically being poured out onto us, the family, the place where you are most secure and most loved. But the thing about family is where you are most loved, Loved you also hurt the most and that's what we were walking through and we did learn a tremendous amount yeah and, and you've got some stuff to pass on I so- do I, I really do and the key to all of this and relentless parenting is uh, relentless parenting is based on relentless love a love that never stops never wavers never is cut off even in those lonely moments in the corner and then when you feel like a failure as a parent because your child is reacting and acting in a way that you never taught them to in fact, maybe you've done exactly opposite and taught them and led them exactly opposite. Um, you still have to get up and pursue them with a relentless love.
1: You do. And and yeah. And that, you know what? I'll tell you what. I've had your book sitting on my pile of books because I get a lot of books um, for, for, I don't know, over a year. And I kept looking at the title and I thought, this is the way every parent should be, relentless in the pursuit of raising their child well. And, and in teaching them the values and the principles they want to and in and introducing them to God. And, and the God of the universe and and how to to find their way in the world in a way that they will honor God and serve others. And so I thought, we should all be relentless. I cannot wait to talk to these people. Clearly, I waited for more than a year. But <laughs> but I really was anxious to talk to you about being relentless in particular. And so, so let, let's first address that, that those toddler years. And you say, as you're talking in the opening of your book, it's a whole, totally different deal with toddlers than it is with teenagers and that you have to understand your unique child and their unique personality and make accommodations for that. But that doesn't mean giving up on setting boundaries and getting them to obey. So can you tell moms out there some approaches that they could take with a toddler? They don't know where to set the boundaries or, or how to follow through on getting them to obey their rules.
0: Yeah. So I think to go to the root of everything, what I've learned from uh, now I have a you know 19, almost 20 year old daughter is you must Invest in what I call a heart connection. A heart connection is a relational pipeline between two people in a relationship forged in love and trust. And this heart connection or relational pipeline is what allows you to have influence with your child from the age two all the way into adulthood. The stronger the heart connection, this relational pipeline you have, the more influence that you you will have into the life and heart of your child. So from the very beginning when they are little it's not just about being dictatorial or being the rule maker or the, the rule giver it's about investing in this relationship and this heart with your child and knowing their bent and their individuality being strong-willed, easygoing, quiet, talkative um, musical, athletic, whatever it is, when you relate with them at, at those characteristics, your child is much more willing to listen to you and follow in obedience is what we have found. And, and it, it's and that and pursuit that takes a lot um, of selfless behavior on the parent's part.
1: It, d- it does. And... um can you give a mom let's let's take two different stages. Can you give a mom of a young child a tip about how to pursue that heart, how to connect with that child, how to honor that child in their unique personality? And we'll start with the younger child and then we'll move on to teenagers.
0: Yeah, so with younger children, um really you could apply this all along the way, but with younger children, um you need to uh, time. Time is very very important with a younger child because a, a young child relates time with love. Yeah. The more time you can pour into that child doing things that they love to do, if it's Legos or reading books or going to the swimming pool or kicking the ball in the front yard, you are going to build this heart connection from the very beginning. So time is just the, – the, let me tell you this, too, because this is very important. The conflict with a parent always when it comes to time, is time versus driven insensitivity. And what I mean by that is I don't have the time to give. I need time for myself. I need to do the laundry. I have. Uh, I just got home from work. I'm too tired to spend time with them. They're fussy. I don't want to spend time with them. Those are all things that are driven insensitivity. But when it comes to applying compassion, which is another way to pursue a heart, when you apply compassion with time, it's they need my time. I want this heart connection so that I can have influence. So I need to maybe make some sacrifices or try to figure out ways in my schedule that I can spend this quality time with my kids.
1: Yeah, and it's almost like I think of the working mom. It's almost like she has to set it aside in her calendar.
0: So yeah, I- here's—can I give you an easy takeaway with that for busy, busy moms. Yeah. Uh, an e- there are two easy takeaways, and these were always good for me. One is when you have them in the car, And they are strapped in. They can't go anywhere. Find creative ways to make that quality time. Yeah. singing with them, telling them stories, create stories where they are the main character. Just talk about um, ways that you've observed them behave and how you, uh, it meant a lot to you. And you know that that. that God created them in unique ways and how you admire that. Those are easy, easy ways, easy takeaways to spend time with your kid. And another one that has been so effective um, with our children is tucking them in bed. Yes. So if believe in you that. you can just tuck them in bed, there's something that... The word I I like to say is magical about it. Their mouths begin to open and they start talking about things that they don't normally want to talk about, even from a little age. You know, you find out things that their friends said or or things that they learned at school or something that maybe they saw that they wouldn't normally think about until they're laying down in bed and relaxed and in a vulnerable, um, you know, they're tired and, and mom is with them and they can just open up their hearts. That's a really great way to spend quality time with your kid, And you have to to put them to bed anyway.
1: Yeah, that's right. So let me add to that. Um, And then we have to go to break and then we'll come back and we're going to get some specific tips about the kind of boundaries you want to set up. And we'll also move on with the the teenage idea for connecting as well. But number one, when my son used to be in the car and he did not have a cell phone until he was 15. So he was a captive audience. And he used to say to me when he was three or four, he'd say, Mom, it's time to talk about God. So we'd be sitting in the car. He knew that was the time that he was going to have my undivided attention and uh, I would have his and he would start to talk about God and I thought this is so great that he knows is the the place where we can start to talk about big ideas and then the other thing I do with my kids and I and I love that you brought this up is at night I give them a blessing. My son was home for co- college for the summer. He's 19. I still kneeled at the side of his bed and gave him a blessing and it was a time to speak uh, the truth of scripture into his life and to speak the, the truth of him who he is into his life and the things that I believe that he has to do in this world and, and the gifts that he's been given to to exercise so we're going to be back on uh, and i also by the way give it, <laughs> give a blessing to my 15 year old daughter as well it's not all about my son um we're going to be back with the author of relentless parenting the crucial pursuit of your teen's heart also talking about the toddler and beyond as well she's angela haynes stay tuned for more great tips from angela when we return with channel mom
2: the Life Center is simple, transforming communities, period. Located just south of downtown Littleton, the Life Center meets immediate needs, provides opportunities for development, and shares the hope and truth found only in Jesus. Whether you need help putting food on the table, or reaching your goals by learning English, or finishing your GED, find out more about our services and volunteer opportunities on our website,
1: LifeCenterLittleton.org. Here's the deal. Channel Mom is made for moms because moms have one of the most important jobs on the planet. We serve you through the media like our radio show and podcast and YouTube channel with helpful interviews and advice. We do outreach from others through churches, speaking events, Channel Mom coffees, and now in prisons and for moms dealing with homelessness. We'd love to serve you or have you volunteer with us because moms need to be honored. So tell us if you need a speaker or help from our outreach or just want to become a partner to keep Channel Mom thriving for moms at ChannelMom.com.
0: It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean-Schmidt. We're here for you.
1: Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. My apologies, the the Facebook Live audience is not getting to hear our sound today because it's not working and I apologize for that if you happen to join us via radio. Okay, so I'm excited about what we're talking about today. Um, It's relentless parenting and and pursuing your child's heart. And we have the uh, co-author Angela Haynes with us and she's talking about the ways in which you can begin to set up boundaries and, and, and obedience at different stages in your child's life. So it can be toddlerhood, it can be elementary years, it can be teenagehood, but a lot of what she's saying applies to all three stages, but we're focused also on one stage at a time. So let me, you were talking about how you can pursue your elementary kid's heart. What about the teenager? You you were giving the the car example. We were just talking about a week ago how teenagers don't really want to answer questions when they get in the car. I remember picking up my son from school and now my daughter. And if I say, hey, how was your day? They both explained to me they're not into that. They don't want to give a rundown on their day. It it has to happen more organically. So I'm wondering if you can tell moms and dads out there, how do they connect with their teenager and and pursue their heart so that they can set up a a good relationship that that obedience follows from? How do they pursue their teenager's heart differently from the younger child's heart? Uh,
0: One key thing with a teenager and a preteen is A parent needs to learn to listen well. Uh When you give your child your time to listen, um, then they feel respected and honored and valued, and that really builds a heart connection with your child. But in that, when you listen, it needs to be listening with eye contact, um, listening with, um, like I, I usually follow up with, so what you're saying is, um, so that I can make sure that I'm understanding what they're trying to tell me. And a big thing about listening is listening in full. <laughs> it's so easy as a parent to want to try to talk and try to fix things and, and you know, insert your opinions. But the biggest impact you can make on your child is Allowing them to have their voice. And what I've learned is over time, because I've listened fully to my child, usually at the end of that time, they'll come back to me and say, so what do you think, Mom? And then I have the influence. Before, if I had cut them off. I wouldn't have had the influence, and they wouldn't have heard my heart and what I thought was best for them. Oh, that's so
1: good, because teenagers really teenagers really want to be heard, and, and they're so much more likely to open up if they think you're going to listen to them, and and not wait to get your two cents in, but just listen to where they're at, and accept it, and then if it's not okay to just kind of work from there, but but I love that you said that. So let's talk about the rebellion thing, and that can happen at any age as well. And you say, number one, don't just assume that your child is especially your teenager is gonna rebel. But but how, you, you say particularly that relentless parenting is not about control. So how do we um, avoid rebellion and set up certain boundaries for our children uh, to which they will not rebel against?
0: Okay, so first of all, I, I do wanna say that I believe everybody is born with rebellion in yeah. their heart. Yeah. We all are rebels and yeah. we all, are, there is no perfect parent and there is no perfect child. So first we need to come to that realization and know that we, we will not be perfect as a parent and we will not have a perfect child. And that gives yourself freedom, freedom to, to love relentlessly um, through the love of Christ, Yeah, to be able to love your child who is not perfect from a parent who is not perfect. And and also I think we need to define a boundary. I mean, a boundary is a guideline, a rule, or limits limit one, one creates to identify um, safe, permissible ways for people to behave. And the goal of a boundary is to protect and bring peace for your child. You you want your child to grow up into an adult um, who is at peace with who they are, confident in their identity, and you want them to live a safe life that they love God and love others well. So the purpose of setting boundaries is to allow them to thrive within these identified um, safe guidelines. Yeah,
1: you know, I'm going to interrupt really quickly to say, my husband is a high school principal. He's also the high school superintendent, or I'm sorry, a district superintendent now. And in all his years in education, he would tell you that when, quote unquote, naughty children were sent to his office, that he said, Jenny, these kids crave rules and boundaries. And and their parents have been afraid to set them up for them because they didn't want to make an enemy out of themselves. And, and, and in fact, they would have had a better relationship with their parents if their parents did set up boundaries. And I think so many parents are are afraid to say, put the phone down. No, you can't can't stay out past midnight. No, you can't take the car wherever you want. So, so can you just talk about to the to the mom of a young child and the mom of a teenager? Let's just go for it in the last five minutes. Can you suggest a couple of healthy boundaries for mothers of young children and mothers of teenagers?
0: Sure, I would say one of the first um, boundaries is teaching your kids how to honor and respect. Learning to honor um, their father and their mother and those people around them are important. And the biggest way to set that example is for you as a parent to approach your children with honor and respect, which means you need to set your own boundaries of when I approach my child in discipline, I'm not going to raise my voice. I am going to be calm when I approach them, and I'm going to treat them like I want them to treat me. So setting a boundary at, at home, you got to set the tone and the example for honor and respect.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, so and that's one. And I
0: think aff- affirm them. And another, another thing in that is um, what I call trust, forming through sm- small acts of, of obedience, a heart of obedience, not perfection in your child. You want your child to have a heart of obedience. And this is by blessing them, affirming them, in their when they are achieving the obedience within the boundaries you've set, and then consequences when they don't. You got to pull. I, I like to give my children privileges, and when they don't obey, that means they lose pr- lose privileges. But when they do obey, then I can expand their boundaries, and they they earn trust with me. And when they ah, earn trust, then they, then they have more responsibility, but also more privileges. And opportunities.
1: So those ever expanding boundaries from two to twenty. It, it- presumably, if they're following them, um, not every day, but in the end, if they're following them, they're going to have expanded boundaries, which are more appropriate for an adult as they've grown older. That yeah, will be it the gives privilege. the kids
0: confidence as well. You want to raise confident adults.
1: Yeah, so they know they get a privilege. So I just want to repeat this for moms. Um, it, you have privileges set up. So if your child ends up obeying a rule that you had, like be home at midnight or, if, you know, in a toddler, put your to- toys away. If they end up obeying that, um, well, it's, it's a boundary, but it's also a rule. If they end up obeying that, you will give them a privilege. If they don't, you'll take away that privilege. That's very interesting. Now, let me, can I just ask you a crazy question? Did you sure. sp- did you spank? <laughs> I did,
0: but up to like I think that when you get to age eight, it's just pointless. Yes, you know? it is. And, and you it also is. need to know the personality and temperament of your child. Um, my spankings were always on the rear end. Um, I ne- never approached their face in any no, way. No, 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 no. And you also need to re- think about the history in your family of origin if there has been abuse on if you're going to spank. I mean, we could talk forever on that. But yeah. I I did when it was obvious defiance. Me too. And I didn't I, just spank for everything. No. It was when they were defiant. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I had two strong-willed children. In fact, to the point where when I would spank my daughter on her bottom and I would think about it beforehand, I wouldn't do it in anger, she would say, that didn't hurt which was her strong will like g- coming back at me and so then I would have to say okay well then I guess we'll have to have another but but sh- she would put toilet paper in her underwear i mean she was oh, yeah. so, she was so naughty anyway she yeah i did spank as well okay i'm so sorry we can't get to more of this because there there's so many great tips you have on boundaries and helping your children to obey but i do want to tell folks how to find you so angela can you tell folks how to find you in your book
0: yes legacymilestones.com. Um, is a great resource for them, Randall House, and also our book is on Amazon.
1: Okay, okay.
0: And you can also be found at D6,
1: I'm losing the rest of it, D6. D6 Family. D6 Family, okay. Wonderful. And people can find out how to connect church with home, which I think is a great idea. Angela, thank you for being a blessing today. I hope uh, folks got some good tips from you. Thank you so much, Jenny. All right, take care. You too. All right. Thanks for listening today. I do want to remind you that our friends at the Life Center who help struggling families, struggling single moms, struggling parents with so many issues, they can even help you with this obedience thing in the sense that they can they can give you a leg up. They have uh, shelter. They have food. Uh, food is for a certain area. They can't give food to everybody, but people within a certain area, they do. They also have free legal counsel. They have so many ways in which to help families like that. And here's the really cool thing. They're going to be at our Single Moms Coffee. Please tell a single mom that you know that she's welcome at our Single Mom's Coffee. It's a way for us to honor her, give her some gifts, have some great speakers, connect her with resources that she might need, like the Life Center. It's going to be on August 27th. You can find out all about it on our Facebook page uh, at Channel Mom. We're also on Twitter at Channel Mom and Instagram, so I'd love it if you'd come follow us. Okay, so if nobody's thanked you today, I'm here to thank you, Mom. Thanks for all you do to raise the next generation. That's what you're doing. That's how important you are. God bless you. Have a beautiful weekend.
2: on Channel Mom Radio. And if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms as well as a beautiful Bling T-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms.